The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. scared me to death. You can't scare a ghost to death. You're already dead. But now that you're up, we have a show to host. Welcome to the super stupendous Spring Shorts Tacular. Uh, I have no idea what this is, but I know that I do not like it. Spring is the season of brand new beginnings. So we're going to host a brand new shorts festival for our loving audience. We are excited to be here and happy that Scratch agreed to co-host. Well, I cannot be a part of this weird show with a way too long title. And what's your bogus excuse, mister? There is no bogus excuse. It's just, you know, spring is the season of ghost hibernation. Is it totally real thing? You just haven't heard of it. Welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we review Disney television animation shows and sometimes shorts. I'm your host, Jeremy Deroshay. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom, we have Tony Goldmark. I'm not allowed to say anything. Aw, oh, damn it. <laughs> and David Gansel. I'm not allowed to stop talking. Now, once upon a time, there was a person who went to a place, and then that place had obstacles. So today's episode is going to be a very short one, and that's that's entirely by design. Uh, we actually really only have about seven-ish minutes of content to cover here, which I very much did on purpose because Tony's hard at work editing Dawn on Disney Plus Month for Escape from Vault Disney. And, I am? Yes. And uh, how's that going, by the way? Oh, just delightfully. Nothing better <laughs> than, than, than editing audio of people just almost non-verbally ranting about how much they hated the movie... <laughs> The Disney movie where Cosby played a demon from hell. Uh. <laughs> it was type. Turns out it was typecasting. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and I'm about to leave for California on Tuesday. As it'll be the day that this actually drops everywhere. And since I'm going to California, I thought it was the perfect time to talk about the theme park-based chibi shorts. Um, these are the Chibi Tiny Tales shorts that they've been doing on Disney Channel for um, some time. But before I go into kind of the history of them really quick, um, do you guys have any connection to these shorts? Have you really seen them in passing before? Or? Only in passing. I've seen them on the menus of Disney Plus because doing a <laughs> Disney Plus podcast where I have to keep the list of everything on Disney Plus comprehensive. I've had to, you know, make lists of things. And every so often... In addition to just all these individual chibi shorts being on Disney Plus as their own thing, every so often they do like a Big City Green special where they yeah. show a bunch of them. Welcome to the first ever Shortsgiving! Was that? It's a harvest festival where, in addition to giving thanks, we give you shorts. Welcome to the super stupendous Spring Shorts Tacular! Uh, I have no idea what this is, but I know that I do not like it. So I have to check that for redundancies, too. So, like, I've had to watch or at least skim through those specials just to make sure I'm I'm not... I'm not gonna accidentally cover something twice, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, th that's pretty much my only connection to these chibi shorts. I don't even know what the word chibi refers to, and I'm, but so I'm it's sure you a, can us. Yeah, it's a it's a Japanese thing. Um, it's kind of a, a basically it's it's for like it it, it it's 
wait a minute, 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 essentially. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Chandler, 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 Chandler. You're telling me it's a Japanese thing that's cute? <laughs> I didn't know they were allowed to do that. Wow. Well, it's either that or really, really graphic uh, yeah, uh, yeah. stuff it's, with tentacles. The two ends of the spectrum. Over <laughs> the two there. ends of the spectrum, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, um, it originally, um, so I've got all the info about the history of it here. So, um, on November 6, 2018, Disney Channel released the first episode of Big Hero 6, The Shorts, which filled the gap between seasons one and two of Big Hero 6, the series. And apparently, someone at the network freaking loved these chibi shorts, or my suspicion is they did very well on YouTube Kids. Uh, because these shorts are all available to watch for free on YouTube, so you don't even need Disney Plus to watch them. You can just watch them on YouTube. And yeah, you you can watch them on YouTube, but you cannot make playlists of them because that's one thing they don't allow on the YouTube Kids videos for some reason. Yeah. I, oh my I god, no that's so dumb. I have no idea why. I don't know what what, what I I understand separating them and keeping kids content. You know, for right. You of selling people's info and shit and, and, and comment sections and all that. That's all fine. How is keeping them from being put into playlists going to seriously devalue anything? I don't get it. I don't Well, Cause don't you could put a, you could put a, a, a playlist a kid, that has a kid's video. And then like an adult video is like a bait and switch. Maybe. I don't so know. Make the playlists with adult videos in them off limits to kids. Even if there's that, kids videos in them, but that would be How smart, Tony. That would be smart, Tony, and this is YouTube we're talking about. It's it's stupid. It's it's real stupid. Um, yeah, so basically, um, you don't need Disney Plus to watch these, and uh, the team that made the Big Hero 6 shorts went on to make the Chibi T Tiny Tail series, and they're a series of mostly one-minute shorts. Some of them are a little longer. Some of them are like songs. Um, they feature the Chibi-fied versions of Disney characters going on various adventures with pretty much no spoken dialogue. And when The Ghost of Molly McGee came out in October of 2021, alongside um, Muppets Haunted Mansion coming out that same month, basically, one of the first shorts that they did was Molly McGee's Haunted Mansion, which would then be followed by four other shows getting crossovers with Disney Parks attractions. There's also a couple other ones that are kind of amusement park related that are, that, that are kind of, I think, relevant to cover for this episode. And for some reason, they put a lot of these on Disney Plus wildly out of order from uh, when they actually aired. But the only things that really switched places for our purposes were the Breakfast Land one and the Haunted Mansion one. The Haunted Mansion one was first, but we're going to talk about Breakfast Land first because that was the first one that's on Disney Plus. It's also yeah. far from it's far from the only time that uh, Disney Plus put something wildly out of order for no cough. The Simpsons, reason. cough, Phineas and Ferb, yeah. cough. Who knows what else? <clears throat> Yeah, Breakfast Land is season one, episode one, listed on Disney Plus, and uh, and my and my first question watching it is, and and I and this question recurred with each with all seven of the ones I watched for this is why bother with a skip intro button? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't two understand that at all. <laughs> It's a two-second intro. Even if I wanted to skip it, there's not enough time to move your mouse to click the thing. So on a related note, there, there is um, a dexterity test. If there is like a reflex yeah. test, if you can successfully click skip intro before the intro is over, you win a prize. <laughs> what's the prize? No well, intro? what they should do. No, do, no, do, 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 do. That's all the intro is. There, you, yeah. you win. You win half a second of your life back. 
And you know, the time it takes well, that'll to come in, past the skip to that'll well, come in handy on my deathbed. That'll <laughs> <laughs> the second batch of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur episodes dropped today, and one of those episodes is called Skip Adolescence, which is basically uh basically it's a it's kind of a spoof of the movie Click. And so my thought is, if you click skip intro on that episode, it should just skip the entire episode because you missed the point of the there whole episode. <laughs> so what's interesting is about this short is this one actually kind of has lore because it's not, I don't think it's ever, I don't think Breakfast Land has ever shown up in the show. Maybe it's been referenced, I don't know. Um, but there was a road trip short that they did with the regular animation from the show where they're going on a road trip to Breakfast Land and then they end up actually accidentally going to Breakfast World, I believe, is the punchline at the end. Um, and they only had tickets for Breakfast Land, so they have to turn around. So um, it's the same joke from... It's the joke from the middle when they went yeah. to Disney World where they <laughs> they thought they had Disney World tickets, but they had Disneyland tickets. And yeah. Exactly. Um, and Breakfast Land, I presume, is going to be the second gate to Lar World from Milo Murphy's Law. Yeah, that's that was my thought. Is this is just a less gross Lard World from Milo Murphy? Uh, it, and, it's and, like it, it, it's like the midpoint between Lard World and Potato Land, where it's yes. you know, it, it's food based. It's uh, it's something, all right. I feel like whoever wrote this just skipped breakfast that day and was just hungry. <laughs> yes. <Not> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um my, no but for real my que my question is okay so they're in line at the beginning for it's a breakfast world which is obviously a small world but breakfasts around the world why the heck does epcot not have an international breakfast buffet like this that would be mm -hmm. genius obviously not a ride but like they should have a buffet that has breakfast food from around the world that's a good idea a, a universal kind of used to have a place that sold itself as that as like international food court but yeah and then and then when uh, springfield opened that just became all oh the yeah springfield international eateries. food and film festival i don't think and, i ever that's set right. foot in that building food and film festival yeah i don't um, think i ever I, set foot in that building before it was springfield so <laughs> i set foot in it like twice but even when i was living in orlando with an annual pass literally every time i went to that park and stumbled across it i was like i forgot this was here <laughs> yep. oh yeah exactly um so apparently this park runs on on dead-end paranormal park rules where um the the all the employees have front of the line passes for some reason so they steal the front of the line pass from the donut mascot oh oh, oh yeah the, the yeah this just made me miss fast passes. Remember yeah. fast passes, kids? Yeah. Remember fast, fast passes? passes yeah, nice. that, that was, was a thing. Well, now uh, it's still technically a thing, but you have to pay for it now. Yeah, it's not as good anymore. Do. Of course you do. Um, and it's rebranded. And so uh, Cricket, Cricket, Tilly, and Grandma Green enjoy a maple syrup themed log flume and a couple other breakfast related attractions and some food. I would, I would totally love that omelet cart, by the way. Um, I can only imagine, though, how unpleasant it is to be splashed by a maple syrup log flume. Yeah. Well, the other show I was thinking of when watching this short was there's an episode of The Ghosts and Molly McGee that we just covered on the podcast where Molly is mayor for a day, and she combines the suggestions that Daryl and Scratch give her of a giant slippy slide and a pancake breakfast into a pancake slip and slide. Um, even though she actually hates maple syrup, so she doesn't want to do maple syrup, but Daryl and Scratch are like, but we gotta do maple syrup, come on! She's like, fine, we'll do it. Uh, and it attracts a whole bunch of horse flies. So I'm like, 
Why is this place not being ravaged by horseflies right now? Well, I imagine that this place very specifically is a bitter rival of Knott's Berry Farm. Like, <laughs> sure. We got the syrup, they got the jam. Let's duke it out. Yes. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's actually just down the street. There we go. <laughs> Speaking as an employee of Knott's Berry Farm, I can neither confirm nor deny that the Tiber Mountain Log Ride is actually full of boysenberry jam. <laughs> And well, they, they sweeten it with it. <laughs> yes, it's it's an accent. It's an I'm accent. not sure that is water. <laughs> Lisa, drink the water. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. You know. I. 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 A thought that occurred to me while watching this is that it seems like every fake theme park in a cartoon just looks like a Six Flags. It's just coasters it everywhere. Yeah, and it really that, does. And, and that's understandable because that is most amusement parks in this country at least is they're they're either six flags or they want to look like six flags or attract people from the highway with big roller coasters but i noticed this happens even in disney cartoons even though disney can and does make way more interesting theme parks than that well i think i i've thought about this often and i think the issue is that disney parks at their best are trying very much to look like a specific type of place that is not a theme park yes right right and if you have a fake version of a fake except paradise pier or pixar yeah which we'll get back to in a moment that's why i said at their best Yes. Uh, if, if you have, like, if you're in the real world and you go to a theme park and it has a fake other place, it just looks like, hey, look, it's a different place. But if you're looking at a fake theme park's representation of a fake other place, that's a layer of removal that is hard to convey across uh, simply and clearly in animation, I think. Yeah, yeah if, if it cut to a bunch of characters inside Fantasyland in a, in a cartoon, it would just look like they were in Bavaria. Exactly. <laughs> well, you notice when they do references to Disney parks in the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse shorts, they're just other places. Like Frontierland yeah. is just the frontier, but it looks like Frontierland. <laughs> That's a short we'll reference later on again, I'm sure. Uh was is the Big Thunder Mountain one from Mickey Mouse. I'll say this about it's it's a breakfast world. It's better than it's a Brexit world. That's true. Yes. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and of course, and of course, this short ends with a delightful theme park mascot beating the shit out of someone. So that's yeah. Fun. So that that guy is actually Chip Whistler, who is like their mm. recurring rival. He's the tech bro dude who runs like ah, of course wholesome food store, and he like uh he actually I, like like destroyed their house at one point. So I have I have seen maybe one and a half episodes of Big City Greens. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he shows up every now and then. Um, uh, and and the the gag is always at his. Ch- his his tooth gets messed up, which is why he's called Chip Whistler. Uh, of course. Yes. Moving on, Molly McGee's Haunted Mansion. I love this one. I don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's kind of just going through different parts of the ride and having Molly and Scratch be annoying to other people that are in the mansion just trying to, you know, go about their day. And yeah, then eventually and then eventually they kick them out, but then the hitchhiking ghosts follow them home. Because of so, course, yeah. uh, but my I think my favorite detail, just very subtly, is that Scratch has a pineapple float at the beginning. I'm like, wow, that's just perfect. Mm. <laughs> it, it's basic. It's basically the same base level format as Muppets Haunted Mansion. Of let's just have our characters go through the scenes in the ride and interact. Yes, exactly. With the, of the ride. Exactly. Uh, I I just have to wonder if the the ghosts in the mansion have to deal with the ghost council from the show at all, or I guess they're just nope. We're retired. We're not having to deal with any of that. 
uh, any of that scare report nonsense. That's what makes the haunts happy. Yeah, exactly. I, I bet they were actually happy with what happened in the finale, so... I strongly in the, in the suspect that... Uh, I strongly suspect that there wasn't a real mandate to ensure that these shorts follow any sort of canon or continuity from the shows they represent. Oh, no, of course not. I mean, this was like... Uh, this came out like like a week and a half or two weeks after the show first came out. So yeah, they weren't they weren't revealing their hand with anything, and not not that there's any dialogue anyway. There's no dialogue, but I must say I was rather impressed by the use of sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very creative use of of evocative sound effects because the characters aren't allowed to talk. Yeah, they, they, I think the only thing. I mean, in, in all seven of these shorts, I think there was only one thing that anyone said, and we'll get to that later, so. Yeah, um, and anything else to say about the Haunted Mansion one? I think, like I said, that one that one's kind of pretty self-explanatory. It's just fun. I just like how they did that. It was uh, more fun watching these characters go through the Haunted Mansion than it was watching Eddie Murphy go through the Haunted Mansion. Yes, so. that, that is true. That is true. Um, the next one is Big City Green's Tower of Terror. And, of course, this one's interesting because you can tell that they wanted to actually keep the Twilight Zone aesthetic while not actually being able to reference it. Right. Like, like, to, not, to not say Twilight Zone, but still want to reference the iconography of it. I, I went through more of a... Uh more of an emotional whirlwind than I expected within the span of a minute, just thinking, I'm like, okay, so they're never going to actually acknowledge the Twilight Zone of it all. It's just going to be the Hollywood Tower Hotel. And then at, like, the last second, they do the spiral and the yes! off-brand Twilight Zone theme. It's like, okay, so they're acknowledging the Twilight zone fourth uh, or fifth dimension parts of the ride. They're just not uh, legally buying uh, it yeah. the Twilight Zone. <laughs> And I love, of course, the ride photo gag because they had to, obviously. Well, I mean, anytime you're in the lobby of the Tower of Terror and Gilbert Gottfried isn't there in a fuzzy pink bathrobe, it's just a wasted <laughs> opportunity. Exactly. Well, exactly. now it would be the ghost of Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, which even more appropriately. Yeah. Um, and he, I, he still, I, still wants to solve the mystery. <laughs> I, I did notice, like, I, I always keep track of this sort of thing, whether I try to or not. I noticed that with uh, with the mansion, it was specifically the Disneyland mansion, but with this, it was obviously the only remaining Tower of Terror in the U.S., sure. but they didn't really acknowledge any, well, the one part, really, that was California exclusive, which was the mirror room. Right. It, it, it was like, the, the mansion part, I mean, most of it, the mansion short, it was mostly stuff that's just, like, common across the mansions, but the exterior was specifically the New Orleans Square Haunted Mansion. And this one, it's like, uh, the DCA Tower of Terror might as well have never existed as far as this short is concerned. Yeah. I, I can't say they're wrong to think that. And somehow this is still the best Tower of Terror movie. Okay, what was the deal with that other granny who was who was the I'm bellhop? I'm not sure. I think it's just that the tower is messing with them. That's the only thing I can think of. And and, and she dances with the other granny for like two seconds. And it was, yeah, it was... I'm I'm not sure what the deal with that was, other than I, I, just hey, this is weird. Why not? I gotta say, like, no, hey, wackiness. No disrespect to the guy, but this was not Joe Dante's best work. um but hey at least it's a twilight zone adjacent movie that didn't kill anybody Um, yeah exactly exactly that we know of that we know know (laughs) some of the animators might have been overworked but yeah it turns out a wacom tablet fell on someone and uh oh god oh 
Um, so the next one is Roller Coaster Romance. And right off the bat, um, so it's Kevin and Hiromi are on a probably not date again. Um, where she just thought it was his friends, but Kevin's like, oh, it's a date. And, and Kevin's mom is like, it's not a date. <laughs> uh, but so they're at this amusement park. And right away, there's a shot of um, a Ferris wheel. And they reference another chibi short that that existed that I did not have you guys watch. But basically, that was one where um, Doofenshmirtz was romancing the grandma from Big City Greens. And it turned right. out to be Harry in costume. Uh, Big City Greens granny with with chibi doofenshmirtz. I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, so and 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 you also see some of the other Big City Greens characters in the background of a couple shots. So in the chibi version of the Phineas verse, they also just have these weird yellow Big City Greens characters walking around. Well, and also um, on the roller coaster, you see several other characters, including Anne and Polly, in one shot. Um, oh. But of course, the other characters that are on the Ferris wheel, besides Perry looking to make sure, presumably, Doof doesn't do anything he shouldn't, um, is Lose and Amity, which, aw, yay. Kate was thinking, because it's like, it's clearly a Ferris wheel of love, like a, t- yes. like a tunnel of love, right. but it's like a hard exactly. Ferris wheel for couples. And the fact that Perry was sitting by himself, I was wondering if that was a subtle nod to the infamous network note that they wanted Perry to have a girlfriend and Dan <laughs> insisted, no, Perry's not going to have a girlfriend on this show. What I'm confused by is why they didn't put any other couples on the Ferris wheel, because, like, they had a couple of empty cars, but they didn't put anyone in them. I'm like, you couldn't have thrown a bone to, like, the star, the star and Marco shippers? I don't know. I don't know if Maybe any of them still was- exists. <laughs> The Ferris wheel was like the last shot completed for the day. It's like we just need enough characters on this to make it look populated. We don't we don't have time to fill every car. Uh, and Hiromi wants to ride the roller coaster. Um, Kevin obviously doesn't, um, but he ends up doing it because she wants to. And then Professor Exclamation shows up and starts just wrecking stuff. And Hamster and Gretel show up, and this turns into the Incredicoaster, basically. Mm. It turns into the Incredicoaster if the Incredicoaster wasn't just chasing a super baby. Like if the Incredicoaster actually had a villain. Yeah, a specific that exclamation point villain in the purple on the hover platform. Uh, I, I have seen a few episodes of Hansel and uh, of, of, of Hamster and Gretel, excuse me, but that's how much I'm familiar with it. I got the name wrong. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't, if I, if that villain showed up in the episodes I watched, I don't remember him. He was in like the first episode. Was he? Okay. I'm yeah. He was how, in the first episode. And actually, and actually, he has a son that's appeared in a couple of episodes more recently mm. that Gretel's actually become friends with. I've still and only I, watched the first handful of episodes. And I thought the villain looked familiar, but I also thought he looked just enough like a standard villain design that i was like oh, you yeah. tell me i've seen this guy before yeah. and <laughs> i believe you i think he was the villain in the museum one which also had a uh, venus de milo reference by the way right i remember that gag i'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm just impressed that kevin made that giant ramp while he was still on the ride yeah <laughs> honestly honestly yeah that's that uh felt more like a milo move yeah he just had a giant ramp in his backpack. That's yeah. yeah. He had a he had a giant. He he borrowed Milo's backpack. <laughs> also, the way the way the restraints go like down when they have to duck under um, some of the debris that falls. I'm like, wow, the pipeline surf coaster thing at SeaWorld looks awesome. <laughs> Man, lightning ruins everything in these chibi shorts. <laughs> yes, it does. Mm. Damn it. Um, 
So, um, and um, they they parachute into the water as the coaster crashes, and Hamster and Gretel save the day, and yay. <laughs> yay. Um, the next one is Amphibia, Pirates of the Amphibian. Um, and in the Chibi Shorts, because this also happened in the Owl House crossover that they did, and I... I, I don't know if they did it in any others. I feel like they did, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, the Calamity Box will just randomly malfunction, which is something that never happens in the show ever. It's just <laughs> something they're like, hey, we're going to do this for the Chibi Shorts, because why not? Why not? And it teleports them into the boat on Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, and yeah. they go you know, through the, the swamp and everything. Specifically the Disneyland version. I imagine people who've only been to the Disney world uh, version of the ride are watching this wondering what the fuck is with that guy in the banjo. <laughs> Who's... But yes, th this is another case where it's specifically Disneyland and, uh, well, well and, it's, and... you know, it's almost as though all these shows are made by animators in Burbank, in California. Yeah. What a, what yeah, a concept. You... Well, not that it yeah, matters to this short for tower of terror. Well, that's true. Oh yeah. But I'm sure they've all ridden Tower of Terror when it was Tower of Terror. Over Dave, what there. are you, Dave? What are you talking about? California's never had the Tower of Terror. It, does, <laughs> exactly. it never happened. We have, we exactly. have, we have the we have the talking space raccoon who wears people clothes. They <laughs> um, never had the compromise of Pressler. Um. <laughs> so not that it matters to this short, but Anne actually lives in Los Angeles. The first like half of season three takes place in Los Angeles, which I, I, I still think it was a missed opportunity to not have like uh, a, a, a Thai food booth at California Adventure. That would have been good. Mm. Um, but um, so in theory, she would recognize all this, but also it's a chibi short. So whatever. Um but then um, they go from the bayou to going down the waterfall and they land straight in the battle. I'm like, oh, so now it's Disney World uh, Pirates. Well, Disneyland Pirates just, just... has the... Oh, oh, well, because there's they no They land cave. straight in... Yeah, there's no okay, cave. They yeah, just land straight fine. in the battle, basically. Fine, we'll give you that one. Even yes. though I, I, I would have assumed it was just a time cut or something. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, yeah. But... Um, there, um, and also there's a not so hidden Mickey made by Cannon right. Fire, and they jump out of the boat and it gets destroyed. They just go through all the different scenes, and no Jack Sparrow is God intended. No Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That was nice. Although, um, is anyone else concerned that they killed Carlos? Because yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> the that's guy alarming. fucking he, he, the guy let go of the rope, so Carlos just fell Carlos down the drowned. well and. He's just going to drown now, and his rotting corpse will contaminate their drinking water, and they've lost their leverage for finding either the treasure and or Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I still don't understand why Carlos would have been protecting Jack Sparrow. Like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Well, it, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, when Poochie's not in the room, everyone's going to ask, where's, where's Poochie? Poochie? Yeah. Uh, and, and we know this is the Jack Sparrow version of the ride because Red shows up. Yes, Red, Red shows, shows up. up. And Anne has and a sword it, fight with her. Yeah, that, looked, that was nice. It also looked more like Barbosa on the Wicked Wench than the than the original Captain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but it was cool to see Red do things. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually have a sword fight this time, which is more than she does on the ride. Actually, yeah. It, it wasn't but, a very it wasn't a very long sword fight, but right. But it, it also kind of makes sense for Anne because she actually does know how to sword fight. So. You know, I've, I mean, I mean, this is a tangent about the, the Pirates franchise, but 
every so often it gets announced that uh they're gonna do another pirates movie but with a female lead like i know karen gillen was attached for a while and margot robbie and and, and shit and and the idea is that red would be the lead character of the next pirates movie I think a real I I know I've I've discussed this somewhere before but um I think a really cool thing to do with that is open with the original auction scene and close with the new auction scene. Yeah. And the, and the movie is Red's journey from from this to that. <laughs> Agreed. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um and instead of well, actually, so there's the obviously the dog with the key, and Sprig eats the dog bone because, of course. Yeah, but but the bone doesn't look like a real bone this time. It looks like a milk bone doggy treat. Right. Maybe, maybe that was maybe that was just a side effect of it being animated. I don't know. Yeah. Or animated in couple, this style. There are a couple of moments throughout the shorts where um, things are replaced with other adjacent uh perhaps less violent-y things. Like, there's a lot of ray guns throughout the show, or, or like- Yeah, like in like, the in the Haunted Mansion one, they don't have real guns, they have like laser guns, basically. They're like super soakers or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And, uh, and- Oh, we'll, and, we'll get... and, and, and I almost forgot to mention, uh, at one point, one of the pirates in this short says, "R," and that's the only time in yes. any of these shorts when anyone <laughs> actually says anything, it's just R. Right. It's the closest thing, thing these I... have to dialogue. A thing that does not have to be translated into any other language. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Now, when they did the uh, when they started doing the Chibi uh, Chibiverse um, show, that's like the full twenty two minute clip show. They actually did bring back um, voice actors from shows, including. Uh, I was very surprised when they did this, but it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring back Vincent Martella to play Phineas. I'm like, oh, that's cool because he's not actually doing Phineas and Ferb. And then a few months later, it was announced that Phineas and Ferb was coming back. Of course it was. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he hasn't actually done any voice work for it yet, because I think they still don't even know really what they're doing with it yet. They just know that they have this order and they're working on it. <laughs> um, I'm very interested to see how that turns out. <laughs> um, you just got to keep cranking it out. It, it, yeah. nothing, ever, nothing ever ends anymore. Right. And of course, um, Amphibia's version of going back up the waterfall is the Calamity Box sending them back to Amphibia right as the explosion in the uh, the explosives warehouse is about to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, again, we're then, back to California. Yes, we're back to <laughs> the California version. Um, the next one is the Proud Family Big Thunder Mountain, and this one feels like it was drawn out of a hat. <laughs> like yeah, this. It, one, it's Tony, I, this I, reminds me of your joke in the Haunted Mansion review towards the end where they were picking the end credits music. It's like, <laughs> okay, we're doing The Proud Family, and the attraction they're going to visit is The Haunted Mansion, music by Soldier Boy. Well, well, I feel like all these other shows that already grabbed, like, Pirates and Haunted Mansion and, and, and Tower of Terror, and they're like, okay, what's left? Big Thunder yeah. Mountain, sure, let's go with it. Because they had to do one for Proud Family because the new uh, the new Disney Plus um, series had just come of out course. when this one dropped. Of course. But, and I feel but, like... Uh, go, go but, ahead. But you notice uh, it's a 60-second short, obviously, and the first... 25 or so seconds couldn't have less to do with big thunder mountain right exactly yeah, you don't even think setting. this is a parks one at first it's yeah. such a they're, they're trying to go to there. 
they're trying to go to the convention. They're trying to go to this snack convention, and there's like horrendous traffic. It's like me trying to go home on I four every day. Uh, and so Oscar takes a shortcut through the middle of nowhere, and they get a flat tire. And it's like, oh, we can take this train. Why not? And BB and CC are definitely not tall enough to ride that. They're no, also no. really they're they're just trusting that the train completely goes in the direction they want to go in. Right. <laughs> And uh, then also, it may or may not have just been a dream. Yeah, what what, what was up with that? I, I don't know, but honestly. It, it, may have, it may have been a dream, but the train's there? What happened? It, it, they, it, it, they, they were desperate for an ending there. They Yeah, they really were. Well, because they wanted to have also, a fake out with the explosion, even though Oscar's gotten hurt so violently on the actual show that I think they should have just went for it. I, I also, like, again, the train alone, it, had I not gone into this knowing it's Big Thunder Mountain, just seeing the train, I might not have made the connection until we see, like, the possums hanging. Then I would have been like, oh, oh, they're doing Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's got, um, did they, it's got the did, possums, it's got the bats. And it looked like they changed the goat to a sheep. Yeah. It, the goat looked more like a, I mean, it, it had horns, but otherwise it looked way more like a sheep. Or like, it looked like a ram or something. It, it was like, yeah. I, I I was trying to tell like, is that an animal that is part of Proud Family lore that I'm not remembering about? Because I, I don't I never think so. That much Proud Family. Um, I also it would have made think, more sense if it was Puff. If this was a dream. I I also do think that out of all of these shows that have been uh, represented in chibi form here. The Proud Family was the biggest uh, leap in design from the designs of the original shows to the chibi version. Like, oh they yeah, had to, they, they had to change the most of these character designs to turn the Proud Family into chibi compared to every other show, which mostly features you know characters with more squat, cartoony proportions to begin with. Because they're all much newer shows with the newer with newer animation styles. Mm -hmm. Whereas Proud Family, mostly, even the new version, sticks with its old character designs from more of, like, you know, when it was actually airing in the... That was, like, from what, the early era, 2000s? Yeah. The early 2000s, yeah. From the era where Disney television animation was not going for realism, but going for, like, a more grounded aesthetic than it's going for now. Right. Well, my question is, it's Big Thunder Mountain, so where's the black and white version where Oscar gets to get, where Oscar gets decapitated? <laughs> that's the I one Sugar Mom was that. trying to made. <laughs> that's the one Sugar Mom was trying to get made. Ah. Because <laughs> she just, like, constantly hates on Oscar no matter oh, what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, and the last one of this bunch is DuckTales Jungle Cruise, which honestly, other than the Trader Sam's reference and obviously the, the specific pointing out of the waterfall, they could have like they could have just done this and not had it be Jungle Cruise and it would have still yeah. made sense because it's just DuckTales. DuckTales. I the thing like the biggest missed opportunity of this, the thing I was waiting for was the entire duck family being chased up the pole by a rhino. Yeah, yeah, why did they not do that? I thought that I thought when the boat got destroyed, they were gonna do that, and then they didn't. They went for Trader Sam's instead. 
I feel like maybe that would have pushed this to a minute oh five, and and they just couldn't. They had to cut something. Maybe I yeah, don't know. That's just this, such this a, already. Such a shame. This already feels a little too fast paced. Like, like that's kind of the Achilles heel of all these shorts is that right. Like, they've got a very rigid sixty seconds to work with every time, so they've got to cram every idea they have into those sixty seconds and. Sometimes it, it they have to go so fast paced with it in order to get everything in that it's kind of hard to even tell what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, but the MacGuffin in this one was like a, a magic banana. Magic banana. banana. But then yeah, it's revealed it turns that out wasn't even magic. It's just a regular banana. Or it's something? it's the soda hat from SpongeBob. It's the exact same thing. They think it's it's this super rare thing, and it's actually completely common. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean the the decision prod process of how to match up uh, the various shows with the various rides. I mean, obviously, it, it, obviously, Ghost of Molly McGee had to be Haunted Mansion, right? And mm -hmm. and obviously, Ducktail. And I feel like on paper it made sense that well, Ducktales has to be Jungle Cruise because they're adventurers, but. But then they didn't really know what to do with that, right? <laughs> I, I guess aside from just do kind of a generic safari adventure where, um, where honest, they just kind of loosely tie in Jungle Cruise. I honestly feel like Ducktales Jungle Cruise could have been expanded to like a five minute short, and it would yeah. have given given them room to actually explore the iconic Jungle Cruise scene. I mean, I mean the, the Rock got is, a whole damn movie out of it, so right. I think part I of think... the problem with Jungle Cruise is that it's so based on the skipper's narration. So if you're doing yeah. a dialogueless short, you can't really yeah. get backside of water in there. You right, really, like you you can see Schweitzer Falls, but you can't really do the jokes about it. That and the falls loves. waved at them. Yeah, the, the the front side of water has a face, <laughs> like. Well, hey. a lot of things have a face in in the Chibi verse. Well, well, well so, here's my. So does the well, backside have an ass? Does yes. the backside have a backside? Yeah. That's... Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So every time, every time we go under that waterfall, it's mooning us. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. And piranhas only eat clothes now. That's nice. Yes, piranhas only eat clothes. <laughs> also, this one had like. Did this have two or three photo gags? Like, I felt like th this one had like a couple moments where like characters are taking pictures for a short based on a ride that does not take your picture. Right. Well, they couldn't do Splash Mountain anymore, so yeah, they couldn't do yeah, Splash yeah. Mountain anymore. I remember, and I, I, I don't remember where this was, and I think this, I think this may have been deleted, but I remember at one point either Dan or Swampy had been asked if um, they had considered doing like a. Uh, a Disney Parks based episode of Phineas and Ferb. And I think one of them said, we asked about that and they said that we could not do that because of um, rules with like the the FCC, where it's because it's children's programming, oh, it would be considered right. advertising. Yeah. So they couldn't do it. Can't so that's do... why they kind of have to do these like shorts where it's like, okay, we can do these theme park based shorts, but they have to be shorts. And apparently uh, a TV show would be exempt from that, like based on a specific ride, because that would just be based on a ride. They were in development on a yeah. couple of different Haunted Mansion projects that unfortunately just never happened. So it's so I, arbitrary. I hope they bring, hope they bring that back. I hope they bring that back because that would be really cool. And I'd it love would, to see yeah. 
I'd love to see more theme park representation than just these little one minute shorts, but these are pretty fun. I do like them as much as they are very rapid fire and don't really um, don't really ever take a, a breather because they can't because it's a minute long short. They're cute. You know, that's yeah. all they that's all they have to be. They're they're, yeah. they're 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 cute and pleasant and harmless. Yes, they're cute. They're retweetable. They're good for, you know, commercial break bumpers. Yes, they're uh <laughs> They're not long enough to be bothersome if you don't enjoy them. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I guess my question is, are there any attractions they haven't done yet that they should? And what shows should they pair them up with? That's what I was uh, kind of wondering. Uh, I'm kind of trying to well, think. Well, there, there, so. there are just fewer and fewer attractions that aren't tied to an IP. Right, so right. it's kind of hard I was to... trying to think. I was trying to think before we go into uh, what's the attraction turned into shorts. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think if there are any still active attractions that they Space Mountain not based on IP. Yeah, Space Mountain's the big one that they haven't done yet, and I feel like once they get another, uh, I, I mean, again, the problem with Space Mountain is the only really iconic visual is the exterior. Right. Yeah. It would kind of just be a generic um, space themed short. Well, I, I mean, that didn't know. stop DuckTales Jungle Cruise. So. True. Uh, but I'm not sure what, what characters you would throw into that. Eh. You could do... So it's like, okay, Space Mountain... I feel Mountain, like DuckTales has gone to space. They, that's they true. Yeah, actually, if anyone was going to do Cruise. Space Mountain, it would be DuckTales. Yeah. DuckTales would be good for Space Mountain. Um, Matterhorn's the possibility. Oh, yeah, uh, Matterhorn. Yeah. Matterhorn could be good. Uh, maybe that one could be like the Owl House, like... Loses trying to practice ice glyph magic and she happens upon the abominable snowman. Why not? <laughs> Throw in a cameo um, from Elsa. Why not? <laughs> yes. Why yeah. not? Just because. Um, um, I mean, I know Mickey, uh, the, the Mickey Mouse Paul Rudis shorts have done some chibi stuff. So, right. Um, there have been some chibi stuff just with Mickey. So maybe he's mickey mickey uh some short involving mickey in toontown or some play on the runaway railway or something yeah, I was gonna say, they could just do a recap of runaway railway as a short although i'm not sure how that would work without the second person narrative because the I, I guess it's just following mickey and minnie through these various scenes but then it's like there's no through line to it if it's not them chasing us so i don't know yeah. um hmm trying to uh, trying to think if, if there's anything in like the the second gate parks that would be exciting enough. Um, th 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 those are pretty much, I, I guess maybe Kilimanjaro safaris, might, yeah. might, but that, but it feels like that's just another version of jungle cruise. Right. Yeah. That yeah. is another version. Expedition of Everest. Everest but that's kind also, of, that's just Matterhorn. Yeah, that, yeah. That's kind of Matterhorn Mark two in its own way. But that does um, have, that does have specific beats in the ride that aren't present in the Matterhorn that you could right. have characters right, go like the track, like, like running the track, track and backwards and all that. I mean, I mean, maybe Rock and Roller Coaster. You couldn't have Aerosmith in it, but <laughs> Rock and but Roller Coaster have... starring Love Handle. Yeah, you know, exactly, you know, exactly. you know. I've heard a rumor that the the their plan is to replace Aerosmith on Rock and Roller Coaster with the music of Queen and the cast of Bohemian Rhapsody doing the doing the pre-show, because that's a Disney movie now. It's released by Fox. 
So, I mean, I mean, it could work. I, w- I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, Queen, then- Queen music on the ride would be great. It would kind of be an explicable. I mean, if the problem is that Rock and Roller Coaster is dated, I don't know if the solution is to make it more dated, but. Well, well, well Queen I, music I is kind problem- of timeless. I mean, I mean well, I it is. It. I mean, but, I mean, how awesome would it be to ride that with Don't Stop Me Now? Or That would be or, amazing. Also, I, I, I think the problem is more just they're trying to uh, distance themselves from Steven Tyler right now. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think the thing is, if if the problem with Rock and Roller Coaster is it's locked down in a specific, it's locked down in a specific period of time, Queen would also be locked down in a specific period of time. So it would still involve time travel somehow. I yeah. think so. Uh, well, obviously what happens is they're going to change it to Queen, but then the Queen estate is going to tell them that they cannot mention Freddie Mercury at all. Oh, just yeah. Like they did to the producers <laughs> of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. But they are going to get the Lonely Island guys to play the other yes. three. <laughs> they should just exactly. make it a Weird, a weird Al ride. not be busy that day. Mm-hmm. We, they should just make it Rock and Roller Coaster starring Weird Al. Oh yeah, that that that'd be that'd be fun. Solves all your problems right there. Yes, exactly. Change it to the coaster. But they but they have you lap around like five times and it's Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, I lost my train of thought. We got to start over. And you, (laughs) yeah, you got to start the ride over again. And and of course, (laughs) the gift shop you exit into is a hardware store. Yes, exactly. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Well, I have a podcast called Escape from Vault Disney, where we usually review movies, TV shows, and short films available on Disney Plus, chosen completely at random. But this month is not on Disney Plus month, uh, where because my Twitter followers demanded it, I am uh, I am only I'm devoting five shows in a row to only covering stuff that uh, Disney content that is not on Disney plus now if uh, now hopefully by the time this drops the first step I'm I'm running a little late with the month because it, it took me a while to do the episodes I had to finish beforehand but the um, but hopefully by the time this podcast drops uh, the first episode of not on Disney plus month will be available in which we discuss the devil and max devlin the infamous 1981 disney movie where bill cosby plays a demon i am not kidding about that (laughs) disney made a movie in 1981 where bill cosby plays a demon and it's boring as fuck it's way more boring than it has any right to be uh so hopefully that episode will be up and uh, if it's not up yet, I guess wait for it. And that's Escape from Vault Disney, available wherever podcasts are not sold. I do stuff from time to time. All of my links are found at doggins.com, D-O-G-G-A-N-S. Uh, I have videos on YouTube. There's something on my YouTube channel every Sunday. Not always something new, but always something. Uh, there's two things behind my Patreon paywall uh every tuesday there's an episode of the podcast i do with my wife at home with the Dogginses, available at the three dollar pledge level and every thursday there's either a throwback thursday where i uh show something from the past maybe some old raw footage maybe some deleted scenes from an old video maybe some embarrassing old crap maybe a commentary or outtakes or something uh, and that alternates between Throwback Thursday and Throw Forward Thursday, where I show clips from the 
Blitztrafalfornia, a project covering California's theme parks that I've only been working on for about seven years, so it should be done any day now. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. There you'll be able to find a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, which will be returning this year with my upcoming 41 Years of Epcot retrospective, as well as my upcoming Once Upon a Time retrospective. That's right, I'm going through the entire ABC series Once Upon a Time from start to finish. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it'll take, but I'm very excited for it. I've also got episodes of Chandler's Cross Country Adventure Vlogs. The Cedar Point video is still coming out at some point, and after that I'll have other videos about other parks I visited. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Anchor, and select episodes of this podcast will also be available on YouTube. And if you want to help me out even more, you can also pledge to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you access to every episode of this podcast one day early, which will usually be Mondays instead of Tuesdays. We also have a PWCA Discord server you can join. Link to that will be on the PWCA Twitter. And be sure to join us next time for the brand new Disney Channel musical animated comedy, KIF, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. What'd you think? Yes, you're right. We saw ghosts, specters, and then an adventure in which the villain was defeated!